most instantly recognisable songs in all the world is Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. What's not so well known is the story behind the song. Amazing Grace was written by former slave trader John Newton in 1772. Newton was the mentor of William Wilberforce, who eventually played a major role in ending England's slave trade. Now there's a movie that tells this story, appropriately named Amazing Grace. In this History Makers, we'll be hearing from the producer of Amazing Grace, Ken Wales. This interview is courtesy of HCJB's World Radio and conducted by Eric Scatibo. Amazing Grace is now showing in cinemas around the country. No one of our age has ever taken power, which is why we're too young to realise that certain things are impossible. Joining us on the phone line from near Santa Monica, California, is veteran Hollywood producer Ken Wells. Welcome to the program. Eric, it's good to be with you. Glad to have you with us. And you are a veteran Hollywood producer being involved in several major Hollywood productions. Uh, You partnered for 15 years with Blake Edwards of Pink Panther fame and were also involved in the Christie series. Does that kind of give listeners an overview of your background? Yeah, that's pretty good. Actually, it's more like many (laughs) rather than several, I think, over so many years. And yes, indeed, I was honored to uh, create the CBS television series, Christie, which really changed the face of network television. Never before had there been a primetime network show where the heroine did what she did because of what she believed. Mm. And it made possible Touch by an Angel and Seventh Heaven and ones that followed. But Christie was that first of its kind. And it really changed the face of television. Uh, Basically, for listeners who are not familiar with that, it's a very wholesome family program about the main character, obviously, Christy, who, as you mentioned, has a strong Christian faith. That's true. Of course, Catherine Marshall wrote the book. She is the well-known author and was wife of Peter Marshall, who was chaplain of the United States Senate. She wrote Christy, which is the true story of her mother, who at age 19 went to teach in the Great Smoky Mountains giving up a rather luxurious life in, in North Carolina. So it was an incredible story. It had sold about 8 million copies, been read by 40-some million people. And I knew that this wonderful story was just waiting to be told. It took me a total of 19 years to get the rights, get it going. And finally, after mortgaging the house three times, Christie came to television. And it was remarkable mm. because it was on an Easter Sunday, Eric, 1994, mm-hmm. the Christie debuted after this long time, and sure enough, when the ratings came in the next day, we had 42 million viewers. Wow, that's fantastic. Talk about persistence. That's right. 19 years. Wow. Well, that's this fantastic. It's only taken me seven to do Amazing Grace, so I'm doing a little better. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's what we want to talk to you about. Your latest project is the movie Amazing Grace. For listeners who are not familiar with that movie, please introduce it to us. Well, Amazing Grace is the new feature film, and it is extraordinary. It stars Yoan Griffith as William Wilberforce and John Newton, played by Albert Finney, as the other main character. And it really chronicles the story of William Wilberforce, who in the 1700s, he was born 1759, died in 1833. Wilberforce, indeed, uh, when he became a Christian, felt that it was his great obsession He had two of them, and his primary one was to end the slave trade. And he worked so hard for 
some 20 years plus, together with his young friend William Pitt the Younger, who was Prime Minister of England at age 24. And the two of them, a bit like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Mm. worked and worked against all odds, uh, suffering many defeats, and finally having a great victory. And in 1807 did pass the first laws that ended the slave trade. And this, of course, being 2007, is the 200th anniversary of that particular victory. And then, Eric, it took Mm -hmm. him another 26 years after that to be able to pass additional laws that ended slavery itself throughout the British Empire. So he did that and died three days after the final bill was passed. What an incredible victory. Well, another story of persistence. Well, yes. Wilberforce was very persistent. That was the main object of his entire work. And let me, while I'm talking about objects, the second object of his great obsessions was to have a reform of manners, morals, decency, and a return to civility. That's a pretty good object, especially that last part, return to civility. So let's talk about the historical significance of what Wilberforce did. What, what did it change? Well, I think it changed several things. One very much notable is, indeed, it changed the idea that you had to choose between serving God and being in the public sector. Hmm. Wilberforce had a very interesting group around him who were friends, members of parliament, etc., etc., and they were called the Clapham Circle. Mm -hmm. And indeed, they were extraordinary because they were such dear friends, they weren't afraid also to tell Wilberforce what things might be better for him. So indeed, they encouraged him by saying, you don't have to fret and worry over whether to be a vicar or a man of God or serving as a politician. You want to serve God and be in Parliament? We suggest that you can do both at the same time. That was a whole new concept. Mm. Now, through all of his persistence, the slave trade finally came to an end. But interestingly, it was his Christian faith which influenced him to want to do this type of thing. Yes, it was. He was a member of Parliament, and it wasn't until he'd had several trips to the continent with a minister friend named Isaac Milner that he over a period of several years, really became persuaded that God was sovereign and that indeed, indeed, he was being called of God to have a part in trying to change the world. And he did change the world by his decision to really bear down and see that good things could happen. You're listening to History Makers, and we're finding out more about the history of the famous song Amazing Grace from Ken Wales, producer of the new movie, also entitled Amazing Grace. We're talking about the influence that William Wilberforce has had on the entire world and world history. I mean, he is a hero. Well, that's true, and that's the way heroes sometimes, hopefully, are brought up from the past before they can be really totally disregarded and and kind of consigned to the ash heaps of history. Uh, Wilberforce is an exciting person, and to discover him was a great joy for me as a filmmaker as I began to craft the story. I originally started to do a story about John Newton, Mm -hmm. and it was about Amazing Grace, and that's why the title. But um, indeed, as I got into it further, um, Philip Anschutz, the head of Walden Media, really wanted to do the Wilberforce story because that is one that he found very especially appealing and he models his business practices after the fine uh, role models of Wilberforce. So when we began to talk about it, I said, you're right. Of course, we can put 
not the total two stories in one, that would be too much, but we can certainly have John Newton be a part of the Wilberforce story because he did mentor William Wilberforce. He mentored him. And the important part of all that is that, indeed, since he was mentored uh, by Newton, Newton indeed influenced him in a way that was extraordinary because he begged him, as we see in the movie, to don't let the ships get away, you know, beat them down, don't let them escape, and on and on. And he said, stay the course, don't give up. And then, of course, John Newton, almost blind in the film, puts his mop down and John Newton stands there, Wilberforce's arm around him, and Newton looks up a bit, almost blind, and says, Wilbur, there are two things I know in my life. I am a great sinner, and Christ is a greater Savior. Hmm. That is extraordinary. Wow. And that's from, exactly from the writings of John Newton, his book of confessions. And that's not something that a writer made up. Hmm. Excellent. Now, talking about John Newton... Obviously, it's ironic because he, before he became a Christian, was a slave trader. Yes, indeed. So he had a wretched life, and his life was not, you know, at all like Wilberforce's, per se. But God reaches out in different ways to all of us. And this time, uh, of course, with Newton, he had got his attention. Uh, It is traditionally thought in the middle of a storm. That may or not be true, but it certainly is an effective way of saying his old life was a shambles. And then his new life in Christ indeed saved a wretch like him. Now, just the practical aspects of this situation, having slaves saves a lot of money. I mean, you don't have to pay them. So for them to give up that really economically was going to hurt. It was a very difficult uh, concept to put forward. And that was because nobody had ever dared to fight against the... um, powers that be, the commerce of the time, all the traitors, everyone who was enmeshed deeply, deeply in the slave trade. And it is so hurtful because it's like what finally came out of what Wilberforce did. There's a a Wedgwood plaster casting, which around the surface of it says in a circular way, am I not a man and a brother? And it begs the plea of the slave to be an equal, and puts one line from the film that Wilberforce quotes to members of Parliament when they're sailing on the estuary. He says, all men indeed are created equal. Hmm, that's fantastic. Interestingly enough, hearing that as an echo brings to mind Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And Wilberforce was very much a hero to Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln sought his writings, read about him as biographies, and modeled many of his decisions based upon Wilberforce's influence. You're listening to History Makers, and we're finding out more about the history of the famous song Amazing Grace from Ken Wales, producer of the new movie, also entitled Amazing Grace. Now, I think one of the things that I like about this whole project is that it shows the important role that Christians have played in history. Christians, being inspired by their faith, have had major impact on world history. Oh, absolutely. And it really, of course, depends on what you do with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And all this is not automatic. And things have to be taken to the next level before anything can really happen. So it's really 
a joy to do something like telling the story of Wilberforce because here's somebody who was just totally overlooked, forgotten. We're not having to rehash something that was done. This is fresh. And yet, as a producer, I'm interested in telling good stories. And part of the one of the things I teach at my alma mater, the University of Southern California, which has the best cinema school in the world, and I try to do a lot of mentoring and teaching as a way of helping many other uh, kids further downstream. So the mentoring concept is very important, and certainly uh, Newton did that for Wilberforce. And one of the ramifications of this movie is that it's bringing attention to modern-day slave trading. I mean, is slavery still going on in parts of the world? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, slavery is very much uh, rampant. In, there are 27 million estimated slaves today, and indeed, that's more than the number that were about in the time of Wilberforce. So things have gotten worse, not better. And it has gotten to a place where I'm not sure what's going to happen, but maybe this can make a dent. In fact, we hope the movie will become a movement. And we have the Amazing Change movement, and everybody can go to the website, which is a great website, Amazing Grace Movie, all run together, AmazingGraceMovie.com. And on the website, you can see a trailer of the film. There's an incredible educator's guide to download information about modern-day slavery. You can sign the petition as well. Okay, that's AmazingGraceMovie.com. So there's a whole lot more information if somebody wants to dig in to this topic. Very interesting. And, of course, it all started with William Wilberforce several hundred years ago. And it's a fantastic legacy and one that a lot of people didn't really know about. But now, thanks to Ken Wells and the people who he partnered with. Walden Media and Bristol Bay Productions, yes, thanks to them. And Yoan Griffith, who portrays William Wilberforce, he is just outstanding. Um, he played Horatio Hornblower of the mm-hmm. series. He's a fine actor. I hope to use him in many other films in the future. And then, of course, Albert Finney portrays John Newton. And in fact, I think he does such a good job, he'll be nominated for Best Supporting Actor next year for his work in Amazing Grace. Hopefully that would bring even wider attention to this fantastic story. That would really be something. We'll just hope and pray for that. Let's just talk about just Christian projects in general in Hollywood. Is that a hard thing to get done? I mean, you worked for 19 years to get Christie done. Is it getting easier? Um, no, it isn't. Not necessarily. I think uh, it's getting harder a bit. There's, I think, more competition to some degree. More people want to do things that have some merit to them. Um, so I think there are more persons who are actually kind of chasing the possibilities, and they're more competent. A lot of this is to do to everybody's kids growing up using the uh, computers for editing suites, and just a lot of things have happened. Hmm. We're talking with veteran Hollywood producer Ken Wells. And his latest movie is entitled Amazing Grace. And we started off chatting about your background, that you started off being a partner with legendary film director Blake Edwards. Could you tell yeah, us a I little bit? Yeah, I started as an assistant director and, and grew and started producing for Blake and on an associate producer because there was no line producer credit at that time. And uh, pretty soon I was producing, and, and it was just a marvelous experience. Blake taught me so much. I'm grateful for everything that he he did to see that I had an opportunity to become a filmmaker. And uh, I introduced him to Julie Andrews, and my dad married them, and really? I was best man at their wedding. Wow. <laughs> well, that must have been a lot of fun. And now, were you raised a Christian, or did you become was, a Christian yes. later? My dad was a minister, pastor for 53 years. My mom, a school teacher, very much like Christy. 
and I grew up in the wonderful home of love of God, knowledge, and Christ. And so I've been so fortunate, and I thank God every day for all the incredible blessings I have, even with all the trials and tribulations. The blessings are far, far outweighing the rest. Wow. Well, you're blessing audiences worldwide with your different productions, Christie, Amazing Grace, and the future projects you have in mind as well. And thank you so much for joining well, you us. Know, you know, you can add one more in there, too, which rounds it out. I produced The Prodigal for Billy Graham. Oh, that's right. And uh, that changed a lot of lives. Well, thank you so much, and we look forward to seeing your future projects as well. Thank you, Eric. It's been great to be with you. God be with you in all you're doing, my friend. That's Ken Wales, famous Hollywood film producer and producer of the movie Amazing Grace. Thanks to HCJB's World Radio for the use of this interview conducted by Eric Scatibo. If you want to listen to this interview again or find out more info about the show, go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us. History.